All right, so uh, we were in the middle of saying some stuff and totally realized that it was not recording anymore. So this is the start of part two of WrestleMania Nerd Build podcast. Hopefully you have... Rusev Mania. No, no. Hopefully you've listened to part one because otherwise this is going to make no sense at all. Uh, We were talking about... AJ, AJ and I think I was saying something about how his hair looks like a wig, which we can move on from that. Um, basically, kind of a bummer he didn't win. Next match. What's up? Uh, League of Nations and New Day. So, New Day, great entrance. Great entrance. Huge box Budios. of Budios cereal. I got to see them run through. Through the box of bootios. Right. From the back, you mean. From the back end. So they tipped... So the box was set up midway... Like, probably actually early on in the AJ Styles-Chris Jericho match. It was there. Um, I didn't know. Watching it on TV, I yeah, no they, they That's kind of the thing that's so cool about being there in person. It's like kind of like seeing past the mystery and stuff. But like, don't you like the mystery and the magic? Are you like most, to know that you're most seeing Most of how the time, yes, but it's fun to experience it once in a while. Uh, like, because you, you would have those moments. And actually, this match is one of these examples. So, you know, N- New Day, League of Nations put on a fine match, whatever. There's nothing to say about it. It is a very by the numbers match. Right. The thing to talk about is the ending, which was. The, which was having HBK, Shawn Michaels, right. the Heartbreak Kid, right, Mick Foley, and then most importantly, Stone Cold Steve Austin come out and beat the crap out of the League of Nations. Uh, that's the big thing, but yet yeah, so. So it was kind of like Win great Lee. entrance and great ending sandwiched a match that I <laughs> don't was a, remember whatever. much yeah, about no at all. No one cares about that match. Uh, uh, the entrance was great because there was the bootios. They were wearing the, was cool. the Dragon Ball Z costumes. That was great. Which they was were great. I now know Saiyan. what a Dragon Ball Z costume looks like because... I know what a Dragon Ball Z is. <laughs> I t- well, I'm still not really sure on that, but <laughs> no, we are doing a podcast about Dragon Ball Z uh, because that's the thing neither of us had really ever... Um, watched or been into so look out for that in the future but because of that I now know when I saw them I was like whoa they're dressed like Dragon Ball Z that's awesome so that was great that I understood that because of uh, the, other things that the we pageantry doing. around this match was the thing right was it was fun. great the, the actual the match, match itself not so was totally it was forgettable fine. whatever uh, but not super awesome it wasn't important in any way um, the the ending was great. People really, I think probably the biggest pop of the night was for Stone Cold, because people were already hyped up because HB, HBK come came back, and and that's the thing that I was talking about with um, so seeing New Day come through the you know the cereal box and stuff. You see that before it happens, but also. Anytime anyone comes down the ramp, you can tell someone's coming because the cameramen right. are just sitting there waiting for like someone to they come. Know that which is really coming. like you don't ever get that, you know, perspective from watching it at home. Uh, so you're like, oh, who's coming out? And also, well, I mean, uh, League of Nations teed that up and was like, you know, like there's no three men who could ever take right. us on. And then HBK came out. You know, uh, Foley came out. So it was all really fun. And then there was the great, you know, Stone Cold doing the little two-step thing. Right. And then, I uh, mean, do you think Stone Cold got a big, bigger pop maybe because it was, it was in Texas? Texas? Stone Cold's going to get the biggest pop. No matter anyone, what. No matter what. He's, he is the He's biggest. drinking the beers. Yeah. And, you know, that was the interesting. So <laughs> uh, Stone Cold has... A an IPA. Right. That, that was his El, beers, right? El that, Segundo, that he was drinking at uh, the match. Yeah, El Segundo Brewing Company, which is a great brewery in uh, LA. Um, they make a Broken Skull IPA, which is a really solid IPA. I like it. You know, Matt brought some back. I saw it. I almost bought some when we were over there at Mr. K's because I like it. It's just a good IPA. Um, but uh, <laughs> they only bottle it 
So it was in cans. Right. Which makes, so they clearly so, made it specially well, for that. Well, there's two things. Or they just took a can and put that label yes. on it. Yes. So they either labeled it. That would be probably my guess. They either, yeah, they just put Not labels on an existing thing. Or they, they contracted someone and got cans like they did like a, you know. Which, I'm just curious. I wanted to know how <laughs> Matt texted me. I was like, are you drinking? Because I was like, I think Stone Cold is the only one drinking Broken Skull right, right now. Right, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was fun, like, just seeing those guys. Like, those are three of my favorite guys in wrestling ever. And I, I, I'm not a, you know, unique person in that context. Right. Like, those Clearly are, everyone was in Everyone's yeah. three favorite guys. <laughs> like, fully... Uh, Michaels and Stone Cold. Yeah. That's everyone's favorite. Foley was like, Matt was like, he's hobbling about, like, like he looked like he could barely stand up, let yeah. alone do well, any he's wrestling just, He's moves. seen some shit, man. Like, uh, yeah, that's a rough, rough life. Um, also, I kind of want to watch that. Uh, the Holy Foley? Yeah. yeah. I was selling a... They like, have a reality show that's him and his family. We were watching uh, Mitch before we left for WrestleMania. We watched the Stone Cold podcast with uh, Mick Foley, and I was like, and, his, and uh, Noel, his um, his daughter, was right? On. Yeah. And I was like, just be prepared, Mitch. She does not look like Mick Foley. <laughs> She's an attractive lady. Foley is not <laughs> an attractive an attractive human. lady. Uh, and I was like, just be ready. And he was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, she's a beautiful lady. Yeah. She's trying to be a wrestler, um, which is cool. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, if my dad was a wrestler, I'd want to be a wrestler, too. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a wrestler. Yeah, I mean, you want to be a wrestler now, yeah. so it's not really based on your um, dad. But yeah, so, uh, so yeah, that was not be a wrestler. really cool moment, and it went... I, I was actually kind of surprised how early the next match went on, which was the, the Ambrose-Lesnar match. Oh, right. And... Um, just that match, so, you know, people were still really buzzing because of the, you know, Stone right. Cold came out right. and everything. Everyone was like, um, man, like, the AJ Styles, Jericho thing kind of felt like it deflated people. We got, you know, people were yep. back on it. Pumped, yeah. Stone Cold back. Oof. Then this match. There's nothing wrong with this match. It is 100% but an okay it's match. Build it, as no, it does no not. holds barred street fight. So and many holds were barred. All the holds barred street fight. Not street it fight. It was like a regular match except Brock just Dean Ambrose normally. took Man. a bat out with a barbed wire bat out at the end. Like he was going to do something crazy. Immediately got disarmed Brock and pinned. just don't give a shit, man. Like he. It just. I don't know. He just wrestled like it was like the only difference, like for what Brock. So one of the things was like, interesting. I don't know if it, this is something from a perspective of someone who's there. So there's a guy in the front row. I don't know if you saw this that was holding up a number every time. Oh yeah. Brock did a suplex. There was like I thought it was two guys because they had two. They had like two digits, like you know, at the Olympics oh, yeah, or whatever. Right. And one guy would hold up one, and so they would be like oh seven, oh nine, oh, right. or whatever. I I, th I just saw the one guy. Um, oh, and I he thought was, it was he two was at guys Raw together, but as maybe well. yeah. the same guy was at Raw, uh, and he was holding up the number every time Brock hit a suplex, for how many suplexes he did, and then uh, eventually, WWE started showing the number on the big screen. Like, because they were like, oh, not, were we're they? not going to be showed up by this. Oh, I don't it was, think... They didn't show it on... No, uh, I don't no, think no, we no. saw that on the TV. So we started seeing, like, every time it got... It was like seven, and it would show the number seven on the enormous screen. It was kind of weird because it felt like they were trying to bury that guy. Like, because he was kind of, like, upstaging yeah. them. So... And man, I mean, really, they probably should have thought of that before some random yeah. guy in the audience... It's just like, or they should just put a little suplex counter in the corner anytime. Yeah. Brock. The, the one thing, thing about, about Suplex City is that it's just kind of ruined Brock as a wrestler because that's all he does now. Well, the thing is, it's great if it's a regular match, but this was supposed to be a fancy street match where you could do whatever you wanted. And, just did and it just was regular match. He didn't do anything. No. The only Dean hardly did anything. He tried no, to do something no. at the end and it like didn't. It like immediately. It was a regular match with 
a pile of chairs in the center. Yeah. Like it was, oh, yeah. It just, there were a like, lot of chairs, man, but they didn't really use them. What that. a... Uh, it wasn't a bad match at all. I, I I'm don't. sure Renee was happy. The, during the whole pre-show, we were just like, oh, God, Renee seems scared. Like, every time they talked about this match, one time she called it a street match. Street and match. Matt was like, she can't even bring herself to call it a street fight. She's too worried about him. <laughs> I love Renee. She's so likable. Yeah. Uh, from what I've heard, um, uh, so uh, on the next season of Total Divas, uh, Alicia Fox is gone. Yeah. Uh, well, she's Man- barely... Mandy is gone. Thank goodness. Cool. Uh, but they're adding Renee. Oh, great. Lana. Yep. I'm in. And then I think one more person. But it's everything. Yeah. I think Rose is gone, too. It's oh. like... Well, she's probably busy having a kid yeah, or yeah. whatever. Everything sounded good. I yeah. remember, like, reading it. I was like, I like Wait, all but this. So is Brie not going to be on it anymore? Or no, just... Brie's still on it. Just not as That's much. That's her only source of income now. <laughs> I guess she doesn't wrestle on it much anyway, so... So, yeah, everything about yeah. Total Divas sounds great now. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. This yeah, match, so like, that match was kind that's of... That's the thing, like, it just it started... Was fine. Like, it, it Here's the thing. Sort of a bummer. Here's what I would do if I was making the decisions. Dean kicks out of the F5 and just keeps, like, even though, even if he's not really, like, gonna win, he's not gonna win. That's fine. Right, that's I have fine. no problem with Dean not winning that match. He should have just been the dumb guy that just keeps kicking out and just gets destroyed. Well, it just seems like there should have been some more crazy stuff. Like, Should have been 10 minutes it's, longer it's of Dean getting the, destroyed. The type of match it is is like, oh, crazy yeah. stuff could happen. And Dean, right, the lunatic fringe, it's crazy. Not a lunatic. Got pinned from an F5. Right. Like, so it just, they didn't really... Yeah. What's the point of making it that kind of no, match no, exactly. if you're not going to take That's advantage? Exactly of it. the problem. Yeah. Uh, it should have been. There should have been more spots. There was no spots. It right. felt like Brock just was getting his WrestleMania payday and just cashing out. Like there was nothing to it. It just was a bummer match. And like that really kind of, I think I think it really bummed people out. Like yeah. you were hyped up because Stone. It just felt in the arena like things were starting yeah. to just be like. It was just oh, weird. Man. Like I just feel like they handled that match so. It was rough. Weird. Like, maybe of any of the matches, because it was so hyped up, right? They had so much leading up to it. It and was then the one that had the most promise. It just, and just was, was squandered. Weirdly. 100%. Yeah. Um, but, silver lining. Uh, and, to be fair, like I said, it was a fine match. It wasn't, it was just a disappointment. Um, but it was followed by 100% the best match of the night. Which was the women's title match? Yep. Which was awesome because they brought they they got rid of the stupid divas. Right. Belt, so which there's was a. If you don't know, offensive. The, the the women's title for a few years now. How long has it been the divas? A long time. At so this point. it's, it's been like the divas championship, and, and the belt is a big pink butterfly. It's awful. Like offensive. How could you be offensive. more patronizing than? No. It's divas, awful. calling them divas, and also the belt is a big pink. Like, oh, what do girls like? They like pink and butterflies, so we're going to make our belt Terrible. look like that. So at WrestleMania, they premiered the women's title belt, which looks more like a men's belt. It's red. I mean, it's still huge and sparkly because that's how wrestling belts are, but it's not pink, and it doesn't have a butterfly. It's a big W in, like, red and white kind of. So I felt great about good, that. The belt looks great. Yeah, now. I felt the, great about it. The white it. strap looks great. The ruby red, um, everything about it looks great. The match was wonderful. It was. It was top to bottom. When you were saying the, best match. the match, like um, that was going, like this match, I felt like holy crap! Like there was never a moment where nothing was happening because there were three, three women. And the whole time, somebody was always on somebody the whole... It was just like, bam, bam, bam. These are three of the best wrestlers in the WWE. Not women wrestlers. These are three of the best wrestlers in the WWE. I think if you made a list of the ten best wrestlers in the WWE, these three women are definitely... Maybe Charlotte might be the one that you would probably put on the outside. But Sasha, Sasha and Charlotte are all great. In the top, I, w- I would maybe put her in the top five wrestlers in the WWE. She's incredible. 
She's wonderful. Um, and because Becky's they all great. wrestled together in NXT, they all know each other really well. They're so good. They've wrestled together a lot. It was just oh a really God. good match. That moonsault off the turnbuckle. Uh, yeah, so that was another incredible. time where being there was different because there was this moment where Sasha... Um, Becky and Charlotte were in the ring wrestling. And basically, from our point of view watching TV, Sasha comes flying out of nowhere like you had no idea she was there and, like, just barrels in. Um, but from actually being there, like, you must have seen her climb up on yeah. the turnbuckle, That's one get of the ready. I was, and... I was definitely uh, cognizant of is, like, watching wrestlers, like, hang out on the outside of the right, ring. Right, like, they're and, just like, standing around waiting, kind of. Supposed, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, man, the match was just so good. And like top to bottom, it was just like, it just, man, I think so, of any of the endings of matches, this was right. the 100% most offensive. And it was, I thought it was disrespectful and kind of disgusting. So here's the thing is, um, Sasha is somehow related to Snoop Dogg, right? Yeah. So Snoop, Snoop escorted Sasha into yeah. the ring. He like did her like he wrapped during her. He, he wrapped her into the ring. He wrapped. Um, uh, Charlotte's dad, of course, is Ric Flair, who's a you know classic greatest wrestler, of all time, pretty much the greatest of all time. Uh, he also came into the ring. So the whole time, we were like, "Where's Snoop?" Like, okay, because um, Charlotte's gig since she came up to WWE from NXT is that she wins a lot because her dad distracts the opponent or in some way basically they cheat kind of that's how she wins a lot and so this time we're like oh Snoop's there he's gonna put a stop to that like he's not gonna let get Sasha get played um so the whole time we're like where's Snoop like when Rick was getting involved where's Snoop like he's gonna stop this but I guess Snoop was gone or I don't know, hotboxing underneath the ring or something. It wouldn't have even mattered. Like, the... It would have mattered if he had helped... Well, I guess he's still a man. No, it would still be problematic. The whole point is... The whole point is this match should have ended with everyone on their own. No one No man should have been involved in this. Like... Uh, it just, but if like, Rick's gonna be there and Snoop's gonna be there, then at least like sure, do something sure. with it. Sure, that's better than what they did, which is one hundred percent problematic. And um, to kind of skip forward to Raw, I was waiting for Charlotte to be like, "You did right. the, like thanks like, to my dad, dad," and then just turn on him because like I just had such an issue with the idea that you're promoting these. These women who are the some of the best wrestlers in the organization, and you have this whole amazing new belt, which should like definitely just respects the women. Right. Much, the whole much point more. of the belt is like, hey, we got the women's. And you champion. still have a man be the right. reason that someone won. Charlotte that is only so, won because her dad. It's so problematic, and I just don't. I don't know. I don't know where no one said anything about that. Like, so I'm sure freaking Vince, like, said, you know, this is what the decision is. But I find that so troubling that no one is like, hey, you realize that you're forwarding this brand new belt that is celebrating these amazing women wrestlers and you're all, you're putting it on a man. Like, you're making the decision based on, like, of you know, the only reason this woman's winning is because of this right. man. Well, it's so problematic, and no one said anything. And either... And even, if they did, they're probably fired. Like, even that... Ugh, um, hate it. Which is a more important reason, but even that reason aside, the whole Charlotte winning because of her dad gimmick, I feel like is... It's played out. Yeah, like, it can only go on... Like, this would have been a perfect opportunity for her to turn on her dad and, like... Be yeah. like go on her own. Like that gimmick Agreed. is only gonna last so long, and I think that it's Agreed. lasted its time. Like, so yeah. even without the whole like real life issues in terms of like wrestling storylines, even in that sense, it also just doesn't make sense anymore. I I agree with you. There's I, only so many absolutely. times people are gonna be on board with that being 
a reason that she's winning. They need to, yeah, they need to get away from that. They need to do something. I, that's why I was really hoping that she would turn on him because yeah. and it seemed like it needs she, to be a hard turn on that idea. Yeah. Like it's such a bad idea at this point. Like if you're trying to celebrate these women who are amazing right. wrestlers. Yeah. It, yeah, it know. just seems weird that nobody even great match just under it, it, yeah it, the match is, was real it's just good. the story of the night which was good matches undone by bad finishes right and 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 it makes such a huge difference you book the finishes well you feel good coming away from that right that's, that's all it's it not is. like you don't have control over yeah. what happens you make the decisions and they made bad decisions 100 percent of the time except for zach Ryder. The Zack Ryder thing was a great decision. Everything right. else was bad decision. So after the women's match was... Taker and Shane. And that was... That, for me, that was... The match of the night in the sense that it was important to me. Um, it right. was not a great match. I mean, Shane means. did jump off some stuff. It That match was... An okay match, if I'm judging it objectively, it was an okay match. I know that. Uh, that match was everything that meant... It was it was meaningful to me because it was Shane, who was one of my favorite favorites growing up, and The Undertaker, who represents, represents WWE, period, for me. Uh... It was so meaningful, and I watched every minute. Of, you know, I talked to Mitch afterwards about this, and he he was kind of regretful about it. And I told him I was like, I was watching that match one hundred percent, just the ring, and we were so far away from it. Like, but I was watching that whole match because I was like, I'm gonna watch this because I want to see the actual people. I want to see it with my own eyes. Like, it was so important to me. I was like, this is. I don't know if Shane will ever wrestle again, and I don't know. When Undertaker, I mean Undertaker will probably wrestle again. Right. Who's who are we kidding? Right. He'll wrestle every time. <laughs> but I don't know if I'll ever see Undertaker wrestle again. Probably not. Like I'd love right. to. That'd be great if I got to see Undertaker wrestle again. And I know he's not what he WrestleMania in Tucson next year. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> uh, but this was wrestling to me. Like yeah. this is what wrestling was. Like this match could have happened when I was. 14 years old when I was watching wrestling. Right. Um, and just, like, feeling like it was important. Um, and the ending ultimately didn't matter. Um, and that's fine. Like, they kind of just retconned it and just, like, had Shane run it, run raw anyway on Monday. It didn't matter. Right. So was that was kind of what I was wondering is, um, were they... Did they have Undertaker win to sort of be like bring him back because last year he lost, right? He didn't lose last year. He it was Bray Wyatt last year. He he lost the year before oh. at thirty. Um, oh well, then I guess I, what I was thinking wouldn't matter. The uh, the qualifications of the match were that if Shane wins, he gets control of Raw. Right, if right. He loses if or and if Undertaker loses he would not ever get to wrestle at WrestleMania again. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, well, no wonder wrestle. Yeah, yeah, like, he can't. had to win because the, they want him to wrestle every time. Um, whereas Shane, like you said, they can just make up some crap as to why right. he's still going to be in charge. Of- so, yeah, it was, man, it was just, the match was slow. And these are two guys that are, I mean, Undertaker's 51, um, Shane's 46, I want to say. And it's man, funny because Shane some... is so baby face. Like he just has like salt and pepper hair, but otherwise he doesn't look. Dude looks great though. He's yeah. like, he's cut. Like, well, and even and... like just without body shape, like his, just his face. Like he man, doesn't look old at dude. all. He's just, I, I love Shane. Like I, I, I think the thing about Shane is that I admire him because I kind of see myself in him in a way that if I ever was a wrestler, Shane would be the type of wrestler I would be. In the sense that I would make really dumb decisions just to make a show of things. Like, I'd be like, I would do that. Oh, great. That's good to know. (laughs) Well, I'll never be a wrestler, so you don't have to worry about it. But, like, I think 
for me, like if I ever wrestled, I would probably be the type of person that would be like, I'll just do anything. Like right. just to make someone happy. Like to, to put on a show, I'll make the stupidest decisions anyone would possibly yeah. make. Like and that's, jumping off the top of a yeah. huge ass and cage. And that's, that's how Shane is. And that's how Mick Foley was. So my favorite wrestlers were always like, it was Mick right. Foley and Shane were probably my top two wrestlers. Uh, Stone Cold, everyone loved. And yeah. of course I love Stone Cold. But for me, Foley was the one that I... And he made the dumbest decision. Yeah. I just... There's something so appealing to me about someone... That's why you can barely walk. Right, yeah. No, and it and it's a bad decision. But the idea of someone putting themselves on the line 100% to entertain someone is so appealing to me. And that's why I love Shane so much. And I've always loved Shane because, you know, like... He, he just always would do the stupidest stuff. Yeah. And, like, I loved that because it was, like, all he cared about was, like, these people are going to get their money worth. Like, like this. that's all he cared about. And, like, just seeing, I was, like, going into that match, I was, like, dude is going to, like, especially after, so the Raw, the go-home show, he jumped off the, the right. far turnbuckle. Right. Onto the Table, announcer desk. Yeah. And I was, like, he's jumping off. Oh yeah, I mean, I think like, everybody. It was 100% that, like yeah. he's jumping off the cell because if they're giving that else, away yeah, for what free, else what else do? are you gonna yeah. do? And also, it's clear that Dan really loves Shane because you can't see this, but he's wearing a Shane shirt that he bought at WrestleMania right now. I got it at Raw actually. Oh well, this, it says uh, WrestleMania Sasha on Banks it. Shirt. I got these two. I got this and the Sasha Banks shirt. It's it's pretty great. Um. I uh, actually like in the last year I was I was trolling eBay to try to find a Shane O'Mac jersey and oh, really? always like I couldn't find the right size for a reasonable price. They were always like super expensive. Yeah. Like I was trying to find a good one, but uh, yeah, man, like the match, w- it was as good as it should have been. It was slow for two older guys. Right. And. But Shane did jump off the Sta- top of Shane, it. You know, the biggest problem I had with it was that every person was just filming with their phone. Right. And I just hated that. And I was just like, just watch it. Yeah. Just watch it with your own eyes. You're only getting one shot. And I was like, I was like I'm was 100%. And that's what Mitch, Mitch was like. I regret it. I watched the... Right. I was watching the screen when Instead it happened. Instead of the tiny bean... Falling yeah. off of the... And that's what I saw. I saw little Shane yeah. jumping off yeah. the top and landing. Yeah. And it was like, for me, it was like an inch. Yeah. Like it was an inch movement. But I loved it because I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. And then I watched all the replays, you know? But like, I just hate it because I was like, ah, man, the pop would have been bigger if like people hadn't been just like filming it. Right. And like, and, but man, this match was... It's not like you can't remember it because you can see. I mean, it's not like you can't rewatch. Yeah. WrestleMania. Right. So. Here, here's what I'll say about this match, other than maybe seeing Daniel Bryan win two years ago at WrestleMania 30. There's no match that you would rather have seen that I would have rather rather seen because yeah. this match was what I loved about wrestling. It was important to me, and I was really happy that I got to be yeah. there. To see this match, and it it, it wasn't it wasn't a per- perfect match. It wasn't like it wasn't. I mean, it was very much but what that you expected. Really it matter. didn't matter though. It was yeah. the Undertaker and Shane McMahon, yeah. and just based on name alone, it would have been my favorite match of the night. It was a great. It was great for me. Yeah. I loved it. Um, the listeners weren't there, but just so you all know, uh, on the Raw that they that this whole thing got set up. So when Shane first came out, uh, was on a Raw, and he challenged his dad, and they made this deal for this match at WrestleMania. Um, Dan was yelling at the top of his lungs the whole time because he was so excited. So he is not lying when he says that this match with it Shane was, was, is, like, his Shane, most important favorite was, match ever. I, I, You know, like, and I told you before, like, uh, Matt... When Matt and I talked about probably two years ago, we said we had a conversation. It was like, who would who would be the biggest deal right. for you? And, and Shane. I, and I said Shane. Yeah. Shane was my number one. And I was here like, he is. if Shane comes back, that would be my number one biggest freak out. So how much do you think he's gonna be? 
on it still. Or it was just I, for this I, WrestleMania yeah, setup and not because he has other stuff to yeah. do. Or it, it's tough to say like exactly what kind of involvement he had, but like I, I, I just you know I got to see Shane wrestle. He's not even a good wrestler. Like it didn't matter. Like well, I if just, you jump off crazy stuff, then you don't have to be good. Yeah. So when we were watching it. You know, he jumps off the top of the cell. Uh, Undertaker's laying on the table. So the setup is like he's going to jump onto Undertaker on the table from the top of the cell. Undertaker rolls off the table. He just hits the table. And we're like, oh, Undertaker rolled off. And then we were like, wait, that pretty much had to happen. Because if Shane had actually hit Undertaker off the top of the cell, Undertaker would have just exploded into a cloud of dust. Like, there yeah. would be nothing left. Like, there would be a real injury. You can't uh, jump off that no, high of a thing no way. Yeah. and the person absorb it in a way that is fake, you know, or, yeah. like, not It would look serious. bad. No matter what you do, it right. would look bad. Right. Like, because you'd have to, gl- like, just graze but the person, like, so But even at like, that so velocity, yeah. even if you just graze them, like, you could crack somebody's uh, ribs. So. <laughs> He's a 51-year-old man. Right. Old people here. I mean, not, like, old, old, but, you know, for wrestling. Yeah. So we were like, oh, he didn't hit him. And then we're like, of course he didn't hit him, because that would have been horrible for everyone. Yeah. So just the fact that he jumped off that high and hit the table and is still alive. And then, of course, at the end, they carried him out on the stretcher. Right. Which, um, you know, is always Yeah, it was dramatic. great. He did the thumbs up. And then on the fall, on Raw, they, like, did the makeup to make him look like he was really messed up. Although his lip actually looked like yeah. he was legitimately... But not as messed up as Becky. No, Becky was messed up. <laughs> Becky uh, must have caught one right in the eye. She yeah. was real broken um, up. At. But man, you know, it was just a, it was a meaningful match to me as a fan of wrestling. Uh, it was a which is good. I mean, not particularly great match. But I mean, I think that's didn't what matter. when they have all those people come back at WrestleMania, right? They think, okay, this is WrestleMania. The most people are going to be coming here to see this. Yeah, we got to give them something. Like, besides just the show and the spectacle, we got to give him, like, the nostalgia. Besides the big show. Besides the big show. Big show was not there. He was there. But was he... He wasn't in a match, was he? Yeah, he was in the Andre the Giant Memorial. Oh, we're I'm... Right, we're about I to may, talk about it. I may have been paying very little attention. This was... So... I kind of want to watch, because I haven't watched After it. the Shane-Undertaker match was you when... Drunk. ...the beers were really kicking in. The Andre the Giant match, I may have barely watched it. I'm all. gonna, I, I, I want to watch wrestling. I have very little like, to say about I, that match. You know, I'm, I only have seen. I haven't heard the commentary or like, you know, right? Because like, that's one of the weird things about not right, having which commentary. Would be weird. Is commentary, super I feel like, is weird. important. For like, wrestling. yeah, it's super. It really weird. gets you. Everything's hyped up so more. quiet. Like, it's just like the match. Like, it's so weird. But um, yeah. So, but again, the ending of this match. I think everyone was kind of assuming Shane would win. And it was going to be a weird ending, like Stone Cold was going to come out, or something silly was going to happen. Right, and then nothing. He just got carried out in the stretcher. And he just lost. Yeah. And it was weird because, like, that storyline was the momentum going forward, and it didn't happen. And then it kind of deflated people. This is the thing. Like, every match, it was like, ooh. Like, what's happening? Right. And it would have been fine. If they had switched this and the main event, I think it still would have been okay. But, man, this being right. early and the main event being where it was, it just deflated I mean, me. I had totally forgotten about the Andre the Giant thing because, A, I must have been paying not that much attention, and, B, it was in between this and, like, the last parts, and I just... I don't know. We were eating pizza, I think, at that point. The so the Andre the Giant thing was uh, they move it originally. Shaq was there. <laughs> I remember that. It was originally That's going to be in the pre-show, and they moved the. Wow, they moved it from the pre-show up to that close. <laughs> so they they removed the U.S. Championship match from the main show, and they put this in in the main show, uh, and. Was that, it because Shaq was there? I guess so. He was like, listen, was, I'm not going to no, be in it. I think more so it was because of Baron Corbin winning. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> hold on. I forgot about that. Here's the thing about that. Baron Corbin. Ultimately, that was some of the best booking they did all night. Uh, because 
my inclination was they were going to give it to like Mark Henry or Kane or someone. You want Baron Corbin to win? It's not that I like Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is immensely dislikable for me. Um, but yeah. the idea that they're pushing someone from NXT I straight mean, into the main true. roster. But well, why does that have to be Baron Corbin? There's like 10 other guys that are if way better. If it was Samoa Joe, it would be great. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like, throw Samoa Joe and they give him a... He does they're love delicious. Samoa. But, like, my issue with Baron Corbin aside, the idea of him kind of coming from nowhere. They didn't give him an intro, which was wonderful. Like, not giving him music. Like, you know, and he had DDP. That was great. I love DDP. Like, dude's awesome. And, like... Uh, that was great. People might not know what you're talking about. Diamond Dallas Page. They still don't know. (laughs) Diamond Dallas Page started wrestling when he was five years older than me. He's an old, old school wrestler, guys. He made, he gives me hope because I'm like, because I still feel like, well, maybe I could wrestle. Well, you better get on it. I know. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, DDP was there. Shaq was there. And that was great. Like, it was super stupid. I just remember I wasn't really paying attention and then all of a sudden Shaq was there and I was like, wait, what's happening? He has a history with Big Show. So Uh, he's been in it before. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, why? But I I loved it that both of them were eliminated so early on. And then you were like, all right. And then Tatanka was there. Okay, but... That's Tatanka the thing is, they were the both eliminated thing. early on, and we're like, okay, great, now someone can really win. And then it was Baron Corbin, and I was like, oh, God. Baron Corbin's fine. No, I, <laughs> he's not fine. He's fine as a decision to win that. And I think it was the right decision of the people. If they weren't going to put... Of the people that were in that match, he was the best decision to win that match. Um, I mean, he makes his own bests. That is commendable. But it was, you know, it was a throwaway. It's always right. a throwaway every year. Great. Moving on to the next match. <laughs> the next match. Well, first, after that, you had The Rock and that whole oh, segment. Oh, right. The Rock. And I still. Two I years know. in a row, The Rock has been on the longest segment. <laughs> I know that apparently The Rock has this thing where people come out, get in his face. But, like, I still feel like the setup for this was really weird. The Rock was like, guys, we're all here. This is the most people that has 101,000, like, which like is not he the actual attendance. Actual attendance was 97. Well, also, like, he was personally standing at the gate counting each person. Like, we were making this joke about how The Rock was, like, out in front, like, I didn't 900. see The Rock. He didn't take my ticket. <laughs> so, so that was a thing. And then all of a sudden, the Wyatts come out and they're like, we're challenging you or we are the Wyatts or I don't know. And Rock was like, but you guys, a hundred and whatever. And they were like, we don't care. And he was really harping on how many people were there. It was just like a really, I'm all about the Rock making a big ridiculous show. He had his rock and it lit on fire and it was great. Um, that's fine. But it just, and I, and I like Bray Wyatt and I think they could be doing a lot more with him than they are but the whole interaction I think to get to the point of whatever them wrestling like the them wrestling is not what I have a problem with it was just or wrestling it's just that the way they set it up was just really weird I was like what is happening and why is this happening like it makes no sense but that's that's just what that's what happened last year too they they had the thing with uh, I know but I felt like it kind of made more sense it didn't it just felt so <laughs> i disagree no that no it, no, it just made sense. so it just felt so weird where the rock was just like hey guys look at how many people are here and then the Wyatts are like where are the Wyatts?" and the rock was like but you guys there's so many people here like it was just a weird thing for the no, rock to well, be harping it's, on it's and just then, a situation where you're like we got the rock he wants he needs to do something so we need a reason for him to be out there also the Wyatts don't have anything to do. I know, but it, it was, it I was, feel like I don't have a problem with The Rock and the Wyatts together. I think that is, I think that could be great. Just the story, like the way they did it was weird to me. I didn't, it felt, it didn't feel natural. It felt really like forced. It isn't natural. It's totally unnatural. <laughs> it's it just of, felt really forced. Yeah, I, so what I'll say about this is my issue is, setting the rock up with the Wyatt family isn't 
problematic inherently to me. No, I agree. It's not that. That's not my issue. My my problem with it is the Wyatt family should be scary, and they have screwed that up at every angle. And The Rock started to be like, I loved the moment when The Rock was basically addressing that. Right. He, he was almost. Shooting. He was like Bray. You, you should be right. like, like the guy. You like are you always pretty feel. Scary. Like I'm I actually, I didn't take many pictures at WrestleMania, and do you know one of like the few things that I took a picture of was um, was this like right here. You can't see this because it's a podcast, obviously. <laughs> Guys, but you can't see this. That's one of the pictures I took. It was right. Bray's right. entrance. So the amazing. It's all the dark, firefly but everyone's entrance. holding up their lighted devices yeah. to make. And, and that was me. I turned. Right. I turned my my light on. Right. And then I also was taking pictures. I was like, I already Ray got my is light. Great. On. He could be awesome and scary. They've really blown it. And, and the Rock, of course, is totally flippant. And I, like, it's just the whole thing. Oh, but no. It, it, he just buried him. Like I didn't like it because he buried Bray and like at first it seemed like he was going in a direction. He was trying of, like, to put it. He yeah. was trying to raise and then he was him. like he buried him. Garbage. Yeah. Yeah. He was I like, know. you should be like this, and then know. he was like, but instead you're a big llama penis or whatever the hell he said. I don't know. What llama penis is what he called the unicorn horns oh, uh, on New Day when he was part. on a few months ago. It doesn't matter. But he did. He buried Bray, right. and it, it felt shitty. And then. So, as a wrestling fan, it was cool because then he was like, you know, we're going to have a WrestleMania match. And he pulled his shit off. He did, right. like, the Cesaro, like, pull off all his stuff. And then he had a six-second match with Eric Rowan. Right. Which, which then, it, again, like, yeah, like, our problem with it has been that Bray loses. But then, at the same time, he's not even fighting Bray Bray after just throws whoever he has in right. front of him. Uh, but I was happy because technically I got to see The Rock wrestle a match. And like quotation marks. I was happy with that. But at this it was point, not good, but Even whatever. if The Rock... I think at this point in The Rock's career, even if he lost, people would still... Like, I don't think... It doesn't he, matter. It wouldn't he diminish... He should be putting people right. over. So like if he and Bray had like fought real quickly and Bray had won, people would be going crazy yep. for Bray at that yep. point. 100%. They would still love Rock. No the, one's ever not going to yeah, love The Rock. That's the problem. You're so on the nose with this, which is... Someone in that position should be putting people right. over. And why set whole this job. whole thing up if they're just going to even diminish yeah. Bray more? It's like uh, Sting. Like Sting, well, the first match was against Triple H. He shouldn't be putting Triple H right. over. Triple H can't be more over right. than he is. Triple H is... But second match, he's only going to have two matches ever in the yeah. WWE. Because <laughs> he's retired now. But he was against Seth Rollins. And he put Seth Rollins over. By all accounts, Sting should win against Seth Rollins. Right. And it would have been fine if he had won that match. But Sting won that match in the in, with the intent to make Seth look stronger and make him be the guy for a longer period of right. time. Which That's what you should be doing. Can we just take doing. a moment about how much Seth Rollins is great and how it's going to be back. Is. It's here's the thing. It's worth it's worth it to lose Seth for a while because when he comes back, it's going to be gonna amazing. Feel so good. When that music, which stuff. is not that good, no. hits, it's still going to be great. Yeah. 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 And you're going to be like, it's not yeah. great, but it's Seth Rollins. So. One of the most, other than, uh, I think probably the second most I've marked out since. Uh, People don't know what that means. Going crazy. I mean, actually, people who don't, if people don't know what that means, they probably have tuned out of this yeah, podcast like an hour ago. It's too late for them. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. But uh, it's pretty the most heavy. I've gone nuts for any moment in the last three years or so, other than Shane coming back, was Seth cashing in the money. Yeah. I was, was like, pretty... oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I was so happy because it was a combination of Seth being my one of my favorite wrestlers and being happy that he was going to win and then the fact that I was assuming Roman was going to win and right. he didn't right. win. And yeah. it felt great. Uh, so segue into... Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much where we're at. And we're at the main event, which was not only did that match not do 
what it could have done, which is turn Roman, which was because people were ready to boo him, and they did boo him, and but on top of that, they could have turned him, and it would have been cool. Right. He if by turn he means that right now he's like supposedly a good guy, but he could have like turned and become a bad guy. And they blew it. And it would have been at least better than what it is right now. It was but nothing though. It in that match. N- again, this is Triple this, H's entrance was great because oh yeah Steph, so yeah Steph, Steph was fantastic so I love Steph yep. the whole thing with her being the queen stuff that, yeah, was, that was phenomenal uh, Triple H never has a bad entrance right, like right. It, last year was Always a little good. shaky with the Terminator stuff because it was so tied in with like promoting Terminator Genesis but it still had a it Terminator still looked and that cool, was cool you yeah. know whatever but Triple H never has a bad entrance and. But the problem with this match was it was on last. Right. If this match had been in the place of Ambrose's match and they'd done that and they'd moved Shane's match to the end, you know, like, I think everyone would have felt better about it. Right. This match was slow. Yeah. It was fine. This was 100% just like the Ambrose match where it was like, this match is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. It is super boring. I think like, it's pretty indicative of the how things went down that I remember everyone's en- intros, basically, and the one match that I actually remember the most wrestling in was the women's mm-hmm. match. Yeah. And everyone else, like, I remember Triple H's intro perfectly, but then after that, I could not tell you what happened in that match. I was there. I mean, this was the end of the night. Person, so we were drinking beers. Well, this I was like at the end of beer. when we were drinking beers, and I was like, "Oh, this is a great intro." Triple H's intro was amazing. Stuff was amazing. After that, I couldn't really tell you what happened until Roman won. Everybody was like booing. Like I don't know what happened in the match. Really, I. I did Nothing not... Nothing happened. There was That's no the thing. significant thing so that boring. made me remember it. Was it was so slow and everyone... Like, there was legitimately Nakamura chance, like, which... I mean, Nakamura is my, like, pretty much my favorite wrestler in the world right now. But it was super, like, the right. fact that people were chanting for him, like, right. during a main event of WrestleMania. Right. It says something that is bad. It's it's so problematic. Like right. they just didn't know what they were doing with that. And nothing happened. Like yeah, Roman won and that was it. And it, it was so str- done so straight-faced like with no like and what the, are you doing? The end they just on TV watch so this is the difference between watching it in person and watching it on TV. Watching on TV, I mean, you could tell people were booing, but they cranked Roman's music at the end. Like, you could not hear the cacophony of boos that I'm so sure was happening. It was super at loud. The live Everything situation. he did was like, and when they were during the match, like, you know, it was such a, it was comical. Like, the way, like, I've never really even heard that in wrestling before. The whole thing where it's like, it was basically like Triple H punched Roman. Yay! Yeah. And then Roman would punch him back and it would boo. be a boo. Like, it was comical. I've never even heard that. Like Right, like the whole yay boo joke yeah. of like when someone... Yeah, it was silly. Like, yeah. I've never heard that before. Like, in wrestling, it's crazy. Like, And this is partly why, like, I also am not a huge fan of Roman in that, like, I'm not... I don't really want him to win because I have other people that I like more, but... I just feel bad for him. Like, he's not awful. They just have handled it poorly and not made the right decisions yeah. for him. It's so inorganic. That's the problem. They're just it's like, forcing it's forced. it. Yeah. And, and it just, everyone. But I feel bad I feel because like everyone is so, so booing him in a yeah. way that's very clearly not just because, like, oh, you're bad, so we're going to boo. Yeah. It's like, we really hate you. And. I mean, I know that any job that you have that's in the public eye, you have to be prepared for people to hate you, but it just seems kind of hard. Well, even more so with this job. Like, I mean, you really have to. Right, but usually it's because people are meant to hate you. And they've done nothing but try and make, like, put him over and make people like him, and it just is not 
working. So like to get booze and booze and booze when you're supposed to be like the hero. I don't know. I mean, it's got to hurt a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, and I felt a little bad like after the, the you know, the cameras stopped rolling. Roman like went to the front row and like picked up his daughter and like. Yeah, up like the his ramp kid with his there and, and they're she, seeing like, seemed everyone like, she was, like, like crying and stuff. Because like, Roman's booing his dad and like her dad being yeah. beat up you know like that's a bummer but, maybe don't bring your kid to that <laughs> i guess so. well shane you came right yeah three kids and yeah like, but everyone loves shane yeah. so yeah it was it was not i don't know man but like it was the booze there were so subdued we're not talking to, about the alcohol folks compared to raw Right. I've I've never experienced something like that. It was the Raw after WrestleMania. So we went to the Raw after WrestleMania, which is, if you go to WrestleMania, you have to go to the Raw after WrestleMania. Right, why not? I, I, I can't believe anyone would not go to that. And but they must not because it's a lot smaller venue. That's <laughs> true. Uh, and, uh, man, um, the crowd is notoriously rowdy. Um it's a smart crowd, as we mentioned before, like people who are super uh, aware of wrestling as a performance. And um, man, it was just on the verge of being too much. Um, there was uh, a big segment in the middle. The, the middle hour of Raw was a little boring. And, man, that crowd was super ready to tell everyone it was boring. And it, See, they were chanting about beach balls for about an hour. And it was kind of frustrating because it's it's pretty insensitive to the... Like, if you're going to chant for Nakamura, you know, like, that's one thing. But, like, to chant for beach ball or do the wave, like, it's kind of like... Right. That's the thing. We is, think you suck because you're not doing what we want you to do. I feel bad much. in like even in a regular situation where everyone's booing or not caring, and I feel I just like you guys. What about these? Like they're people too, and like, yeah. and I just feel like if I had been there, I would have just been feeling super uncomfortable. Like even actually, so we watched um, after Don Dan got home. We I watched we watched a couple of the matches on um, TV you know like after the fact obviously they recorded it and we watched it so that I could see it and Dan wanted to see what it was like on TV versus being there in person and even just watching it on TV made me kind of uncomfortable with how much the audience was just being super disrespectful. Well, the like like Charlotte the Charlotte yeah thing there was, was a of, whole and and the like, thing is they were thing the crowd was in the right like. Their heart was in the right place because they were chanting for another women's wrestler but, who was really wonderful, but it was really disrespectful to ignore. Right. So Charlotte was giving a whole speech about the women's belt and talking about it, and all the girls were out there, and the crowd was just like totally chanting over her and not letting her talk. It took her a long time to get through it, and they were chanting for Bailey, who is another women's wrestler in NXT, and. That's great, and Wonderful. Bailey's really great, and that's awesome that everyone loves her. But in this situation, it was kind of like you guys just let Charlotte's like she's trying to say important things like about what's happening, and she I don't know, it just made me uncomfortable even watching it on TV. So I'm sure if I had been there, I would have been even more uncomfortable. I, I was. I'm always just like, why can't we all just get yeah? Along? I I was consciously <laughs> not participating in those chants like the one any of any of them that felt like they were trying to let the crowd like let the let wwe know that you were dissatisfied with something i didn't participate right like the beach ball things were the things that bothered me the most because it was like you know guys like you're just being a dick to be a dick right like chanting like we want beach ball like come on like what are you doing like just like participate you know you got it, it was but like, you're never gonna get in that kind of situation in that kind of crowd like they're always gonna be 
Yeah, it was it was a they were chanting. I mean, I don't I don't know about wrestling fans in general, but I would say, like with anything, of probably a lot of the fan base are not going to be as polite and not going to be as considerate of other people's feelings. I mean, I don't think that's just true of wrestling, but of any... Like, if you... At sporting events, right, you have tons of people that are just yeah. bad sports and insensitive, and wrestling is yeah, no different. Yeah, that's definitely... Yeah, that's definitely what it was. But and... I just don't understand why people can't understand. Like, when that's happening, aren't all those people just like, I feel great about this. Why is nothing going through their they head that chanting, makes them think? They were, like, literally chanting. There was a huge group of people that were chanting travel, package. Like, the people that were part of, like, the WrestleMania travel package were chanting travel package. And then they were ch- chanting uh, Sheraton, 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 because that's the hotel they were staying. It was so, like... We don't give a shit about right. this match because it's boring. Like, it, so it was like the I, amount of chanting at NXT, but about things that were totally irrelevant. Whereas NXT is always about what's going on. Yeah, it was. At it NXT. was just basically like it's so weird because like it's such a weird situation. It's like as if like you were watching a TV show you didn't like, but you were somehow allowed to participate in a way that you could yell at. The people that right. Made. It's like so whenever something were, was happening that you didn't care yeah. about, you're just like blah. It's like if they were filming a Walking Dead in front of you, and you were like, "Boo, Rick sucks." You know, like it's yeah. just like it's so weird because it is kind of a story. It's a storyline right. that they have decided on, and you are outright deciding that this storyline doesn't work right. for you. Right, so it's not even like a regular sporting event where like, oh, my team's losing or something happened. I'm going to boo that because I'm unhappy yeah. with it. It's like, I'm going to boo this thing that very clearly was planned out by yeah. the people that wrote so this. so weird. Like, with the, yeah. the Roman stuff was so weird because like, clearly Roman's the guy that they want. And they, but that's the thing that's kind of amazing about wrestling too. Like, the idea that the crowd is a participant and is a big part of what decides what happens because but you look do at, they oh, 100% does Vince care the only re- Batista was supposed to win two years ago he was supposed to be the WWE champion two years ago the crowd was so behind Daniel Bryan that they forced them to decide on Daniel Bryan being the guy it was do they change things in the middle of a program yes 100% they changed things. Oh. And that's the thing. I did like, not know base. That. So, how did Roman win? <laughs> that's the thing about Roman, is Vince is so behind Roman that it's been kind of weird. But you already see them backpedaling on it with the way he's dealing with it. Like, that, that whole thing that he's doing. He's not a face now. He is. Right. He's like, I'm not good. I'm not a good guy. But I'm not bad. I'm not a bad guy. I'm the guy. Right. And that is 100% tapping into the perspective people have about Roman, which is he's the guy. Right. Like they decided on him. He's the guy. Yeah. And it's it's more of a heel thing than a face but thing. But isn't that And kind they're of, putting him against AJ. But isn't that kind of what the same... I mean, I know it didn't come about the same way, but isn't that kind of the same thing um, with Seth? Like, he was... The authority's guy, right. and he was just doing everything and no, winning because the authority yeah. wanted him to. Like, isn't that basically the same thing? Except I, that with Seth, it worked really well, and everybody was like really excited about it. And with Roman, well, everyone's yeah, like, "This is garbage." Seth was the guy that the authority selected. Right. You know. Yeah, I, I. The difference is that with Roman, it is directly tying into the perspective of what Roman is, which is. That he's been handpicked by Vince to be the guy for the face of the company for the next 15 years. Right, but that's not ever meant... It's not like that's part of his storyline. No, but... But him... That being decided as part of the storyline. Roman acknowledging that, that is clearly a reflection of how they know that people perceive him. Because there's no way... They've stopped at the point... Like, they no longer ignore the booze. 
like before they were just ignoring the boobs. Now they're acknowledging them. They're not acknowledging them in the way where it's like, wow, people really hate Roman. Right. But they are acknowledging them in the sense that they exist, which is a big difference. Like before they were just like being like, yep, everyone loves Roman. Right. Like they were just... Well, there's a point where they have to do something. But that's what's cool about wrestling. It's one of those things that's really weird and it's a singular experience because, like, the idea that the crowd can influence the trajectory of Mm. where a storyline's going. Like, yes, you know, you can obviously get feedback on, you know, like The Walking Dead can, you know, to go back to what I was saying, The Walking Dead can get feedback on something. Like, obviously, like, they read reviews. It's not like they don't know like, right. how people feel about a storyline. Like, they clear, yeah, um, they they clearly, like, know what's, you know. Right. Like, the general temperature of the room. Um, but they're not necessarily. But they can't flip on a dime. Right. They, you know, well, yeah. even if they could, they wouldn't necessarily be obligated to in the same way that like when everyone's in there with you reacting yeah exactly they don't see they don't feel the the heat of a room like it's not like you know as when they make a decision you know like rick's doing this or you know daryl's doing this they're not like you know they don't feel like people immediately going boo right yeah they feel that in WWE. Like, and, later and, on, internet heat doesn't have as right, much yeah. of a... And, and Vince obviously can ignore that. He clearly ignores that a lot of the time. And, and he actually did that, like, at Raw. He was being, like... Like, people were, like, saying, like, you know, chanting, like, anti-Roman chants. And he was like, oh, this crowd's crazy. Like... Yeah. He said, like, in the intro, like, he was like, oh, you guys will chant anything. Whatever. You know, like, he'll ignore it blatantly because he still has a script for right. the rest of the night. But overall, but there's more event to leeway event. to change. Like, they, I yeah. mean, I'm sure the, you know, in the hours leading to WrestleMania, they were making decisions and stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. But, but yeah, it, I don't know. Wrestling's just the worst thing. And the best thing. It's it's such a singular thing. Yeah. There's nothing else that's like wrestling. And it's, I don't know. Well, I mean, overall, like, what was your, like, takeaway from, you know, uh, watching WrestleMania? Um, well, like we talked about, uh, all of the intros, basically all the storyline stuff was really cool. And I remember a lot of it. A lot of the actual match action, I don't remember as much. Um the the belt uh the ladders match and the women's um second women's match with Sasha and Charlotte and Becky are the two matches that I actually remember the most action from mm. and I think that makes sense as to because those were kind of two of the most interesting and um you know best matches of the night uh but overall I, I mean, it was definitely entertaining, but I can see how even just knowing as much as I know about wrestling, which isn't a lot, like I've only been watching it for a year or two, I could see how it was kind of a generally more disappointing WrestleMania than I'm sure past WrestleManias have been. So mm. it'll be interesting to see, like if I watch WrestleMania next year, even more knowing about what's happening or how things go with the business. Um Obviously, like, the Shane match I really like because he jumped off a high thing, but not watching things before, like, I don't know as much about Shane. I mean, I know The Undertaker, but... So that was a good match, too, but definitely I felt like... I was like, great, I'm watching this, and we're drinking beers, and it's fun, but there weren't a lot of points where I was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever, kind of a thing. Yeah, wrestling takes a lot of... I think it's a lot based on your experience with wrestling. I think a lot of the people that are watching it are kind of basing a lot of their feelings on nostalgia. And that shows with the booking. Like, why is Shane facing The Undertaker? Right. Nostalgia. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see how... I mean, they're definitely booking that way. But, um... I mean, I'm not going to stop watching wrestling. No, I am not either. 
Uh, it's a cool thing that's different than anything else. Yeah. So if you have never watched wrestling before and have made it this far watch in the podcast, NXT. which seems unlikely, go watch some wrestling. NXT <laughs> is great. Lucha Underground and NXT. Don't just watch get, WWE. Just try proper. it. If you're not into it, that's great. But I can come speak from a perspective of thinking it's garbage, but that was never having watched it. And then once I started watching it a little bit, it's quite entertaining. If you're if you get a house show in your town, go to see it. That's like you can get like a cheap seat too. It's I think that would be the best way of like kind of seeing if you like it because it's so it's really fun, you know. And even though yes, the storylines are planned out, it's quote unquote fake because they already know all of the outcomes. It's real athletic ability. A lot of yeah, the wrestlers absolutely. are just kicking ass um, yeah. and doing crazy athletic things. So it's not like you don't have to be in shape. It's not like you don't have to have skill to do it because you do. Just because the outcome is planned doesn't mean that anyone could just walk in and do it. So you can really appreciate it that way too if you watch it for, like, it does take skill, even if you know how it's going to end up. To the point to get there um, is definitely a lot of skill. And you can see that with bad wrestlers versus good wrestlers. So um, if this has interested you at all, then go try it out if you've never seen it. And if you have seen it, then hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast a little bit. And we will be back again with future or previous podcasts to this, depending on when this airs. Uh, so hopefully you will want to tune in again to NerdBuild. Um, have a great day slash night, depending on when you listen to this. And thanks for listening. Don't watch wrestling. Watch it. (laughs) 